One of the best feelings in life is feeling anchored. When the waves of life come, you stay confident, stable, and secure. So how do we stay connected in a world full of distractions? We think honest conversations can help. I'm Allie. And I'm Lenise. Two friends who just want to chat about how to be our best selves. Thanks for joining us. This is Anchored in Life. Hello, welcome to my meditation. Yeah. My name's Allie, and that's Lenise. All right, enough of that. I have a question. Did you meditate today? Yes, I did. I was on the floor on my dog's bed. <laughs> my husband walked into the room, and I could hear, like, I could feel the vibration because I was on the floor. Mm-hmm. And I turned around and I went, I'm meditating. <laughs> and he goes, Well, it doesn't seem very peaceful. <laughs> Ooh, snarky. Uh, I just didn't want him to start talking to me because I had my noise cancellation in and I didn't want to be rude, but that was also rude. So, Well, it's funny you had that experience because I had that experience today too. I was, oh gosh, 15 minutes in, noise cancellation headphones on, but they only cancel out so much. And I could all of a sudden hear, hello, and it jolted me. I'm in my like indoor sauna, right? And it jolted me. And in that second, I was so frustrated. And then I was able to melt it away. Just just a second of frustration. And then I hear again, I'm here. <laughs> Anyone? And it was my mom. Oh, I was and like, who just, is it? <laughs> all of a sudden, I just, I turned off the sauna. I <laughs> opened the door and I came out and I said, yes, I'm here. I was meditating, but that's over now. <laughs> I was calm, but only on the outside. Would you like to talk about what we texted about last week? I forgot what we texted about last week. That is fitting for what we texted about last week because we joke about how every time we do a podcast about something, then the thing becomes hard Yes, and how last Mm -hmm. week was so crazy. Yes. And neither one of us needed to have that conversation at the time. Yes. And li- I don't know, remember if I texted you first or if you texted me first, but we were both on the same page and saying we needed time. You texted me, but I was texting you in the moment. <laughs> I don't think I can record today. <laughs> yeah. And and I really wanted to make sure that we hit all the right notes with this and encourage other people and, and help them through their their journey, whether they're just now starting in the middle or at, you know, the most experienced part of their meditation. But I think it's so important of what it can do for your mental health. So I wanted to make sure that we were both in a good headspace and that we had good time uh, to prepare for it before we just kind of, you know, jumped into the recording. We wouldn't want to come off angry about it, of course, not when it's supposed to be soothing. All right, let's refresh people's memory real quick. I started meditating in the last couple of weeks. Lanise stepped up her meditation time and frequency. So those were our two quote unquote goals. Mm-hmm. Challenges with that? So for the first two weeks, because it's been three weeks now that we've been working on this, um, the first two weeks, I was on a streak. I would say at about a week and a half of hitting my mark and feeling good. And then life happened. Time or just not in the right 
mood. And I hesitate to say that because that's when you really should meditate most. I was going to ask you, what do you mean by right mood or not right mood? So when you feel as though you have to do it, when you're not welcome to the idea, but you're just going to sit down and set your timer and do it anyway because you said that you would. Not because you want to or you feel an urge, much like you may have a desire to open up that pint of chocolate chip cookie dough and devour it without anyone having to tell you to do it. Mm -hmm. There were a couple of times where I just, either A, because of speaking events or other commitments that prohibited me from spending the time to meditate, I didn't. And then, of course, once you have already altered your habit, you're more comfortable altering that habit again. And so day two, it was easier for me to say, oh, well, didn't get around to doing it today. I'll try again tomorrow. There's less guilt. Mm -hmm. And then day three comes and you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it when I can. Don't be so hard on yourself. And then day four comes around. I mean, and it really, and I use an app as we talked about. So I'm able to see when I stopped and when I started back up and it went on for five days, Allie, five days. That's a good streak. And it tells you, it's like, good job on your streak. <laughs> right. And then finally I said, I am depleted. Mm. I am not myself. So I, I opened up my app and I said, even if it's just for three minutes today, I'm going to do it. And at that point, I wanted to. Do you think it's something that you personally can push through when you don't want to? No, I think that you you can go ahead and, and push through as we often do with the many things that we have to do on our plate on a day-to-day -day basis. You receive more when you go into something willingly. You're just, you're more receptive to what's going to come from that experience. Now, at the end of the day, whether you are pouting about having to meditate and then you end up meditating, you are still going to feel better. But I think mm -hmm. if you go into it knowing, oh, I'm going to feel so good about this, you're going to feel even more. And I guess in that moment, there is a way to take the feeling, oh, I don't want to do this and somehow turn it into a positive thing. That's a reason to do it. Mm -hmm. It's funny because I started meditating. You know, a lot of people ask, well, how did you start? And was it easy? Was it hard? I started with yoga because, as you know, at the beginning of every yoga class, they, they ask you to sit still in a comfortable position and to be silent. When you're silent, that's when you're more in tune to your thoughts. And they help you to connect to your thoughts by focusing on your breathing. And that in itself is meditation. But as I grew in my yoga practice, I was more curious about other types of meditation because there are so many different types of meditations out there. And I went on a retreat and we were in, um, gosh, it was in California and it was a guided meditation. And this was all of 30, maybe 40 minutes. And just the experience when I walked or when I floated out of that room, and I kid you not, I never wanted to not have that feeling again. But it was hard to do it. it in that setting, it was a guided meditation. So you have someone who's in the room, who's experienced, walking you through the steps to get deeper and deeper. And it was so easy to relax in that environment. And so I wanted to be able to do that on my own 
And that's when I started to practice more. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would call more of a, a mindful uh, meditation. Of course, there are spiritual meditations. There's focus meditation. And that's when you use all of your senses. Um, or what I did this morning, a progressive meditation where you literally do a body scan. So you start from your head and you work your way down. Those are really helpful because it gives you something to focus on that isn't really distracting and will always be there. Challenges for me, I think might surprise you. And by the way, at the end of this, I'm going to, I journaled a little bit, so I'm going to read some of it to you. Mm. I'm a whole new person, basically. Listen, I heard it. You can't take it back. That warms my heart. Challenges for me were, I think I got a little too relaxed. So a couple times I fell asleep. Mm. Oops. So fixed the posture in which my body is. I'm trying not to be in it, but that's why I was on my dog's bed on the floor because it's not that comfortable, but it's quiet and it just helps me. So no more meditating in my bed. That's a no. But the other thing was I was not expecting this. I found it harder to go into my day because I just wanted to sit there forever. Mm. And I knew that that was the calmest I was going to be that day. And I hate to say this, but I would say that you were doing it right because you were so <laughs> relaxed. Now, naturally, sleeping is not meditating. That's natural. No. <laughs> so you, you were correct in changing your position. Sometimes if you change the time of day of when you're meditating, that helps. But what I hear from you is that you were able to connect so well that you were so relaxed And that means you're doing it right. I like the thought of doing it in the morning, but for both of these challenges, it may not be the best. I don't know. I Obviously, I'm learning and it's only been three weeks for me, so I'm learning, but I am the most tired in the morning because I'm a night owl. So I kind of get, I get more awake as the night goes on. Now I do force myself to go to sleep and I don't stay up as late anymore. But my mind is pretty sharp between 9 and 11 p.m. I think I'm really tired in the morning. That's one. And then two, having that sharpness, but also not having that, oh, I don't want to go feeling, but just having that feeling of peace and then knowing, and the next several hours are mine. Yeah. And I don't like to put... Gosh, limitations or to put it in a box. You have to do it this time. I mean, the best time to meditate is whenever you can fit it into your schedule. Mm -hmm. Quite truthfully, some people prefer to meditate in the morning so they can start their day on the right foot so they can be relaxed (laughs) Mm -hmm. and, and calm. Others like to do it at night so they can wind down before bed. Really, it's what works best for you. And then there are some who say that you should do it in the middle of the day just to allow yourself a reset. But it, it really depends on what works best for your your schedule. The only thing that I would encourage you to do, the only stipulation I would put on it, is to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Because you're only going to get the true benefit from it if you are consistent with it. Just meditating once for five minutes, yes, that will be helpful for that one time. But for the true benefits overall in your health, and I'm talking lower blood pressure, better sleep, reduced stress, improved focus, those are things that come over time from consistent meditation. So would you say you increased 
your frequency or time in the last three weeks? I did. That was also part of the frustration, which is why ultimately I said, even if it's just for 10 or five minutes, do it. I was so hung up on that 20 plus. I was so hung up on that. If I knew that I didn't have the time because I had to get my run in first and I had to make dinner first and then get ready or go to here and there before work, I wouldn't do it. But you maybe had five minutes, but you didn't do it because it wasn't 20. Is that what you're saying? Right. Yes. And I should have. Uh, So those are the things that that I noticed because I journaled too. I journaled specifically on this experience and I learned that it is possible to get up to that higher time and that even when you're not able to, that no meditation is not good. (laughs) I'm curious what you experienced during your meditation. (sighs) How deep did you go? Probably like a three-foot pool stand, (laughs) you know? I'm not treading water. I don't feel like I'm floating. But I definitely felt like the world was muted. I get frustrated when things interrupt me (laughs) because it's already hard enough for me to be sitting here still. And for something to interrupt me is just so irritating. I did feel the consecutive days I got better at it. And then when I would skip a couple, I felt like it was two steps back. And I don't think I was taking that as seriously as I should have been, even though that was the goal was to be consecutive and get quote unquote good at it. And everything's about efficiency with me. But I think Mm. I started thinking about the fact that It should just be something that's in my routine because I need it and it's good for me. I started real short, just not to not get overwhelmed. So 10, 12, 15 minutes. And then at night, I would do like five minute ones. But I understand the feeling. There was one particular one that I felt especially in tune with my mind and that I was in control of it. And whatever happened that day, everything was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And you're right. You kind of chase that feeling after you get it. What changes did you notice when you started doing it more? I felt more grounded. And I relate with what you're saying about not wanting it to be over, like dreading that it was over, but also refreshed. This is a weird feeling. I have the most vibrant thoughts as I'm meditating, and they will come to you and then they will go. I can get chills. The best way I can describe it is swimming in color. And right now, it's more or less just kind of like flashes um, from previous meditations where I am just hovering and I'm in this field of what seems to be grain, but it is the most vibrant, almost bouncing sound waves because the color is just so textured and clear. It's an outer body experience, really. And then when that chime goes off, because as I've mentioned before, I I do use um, Insight Timer. I love that app. And there are a lot of apps out there. I wish I could tell you what they are, but I don't use them. That's what I used Um, to. And when that chime goes off, I am sucked like a vacuum back into my space. And I tend to always meditate in my indoor sauna. Gosh, I just, I feel my troubles melt away. And this time with the increased time, in addition to having to lower the heat, because you're not supposed to be in the sauna for 
longer than so many minutes. Just I noticed that I was more grounded, that the positive effects from that practice lasted longer. And so when I was able to meditate again, starting back up the next day, it was effortless to fall back into that state of connecting to mind, silence, and breath. The part about leaving enough space at the end and coming out of it, instead of meditating, opening your eyes and going straight into something that mm. is really busy. I think point. you're set. Yeah. You're setting yourself up for failure there. So, you know, instead of, for example, meditating once you're ready for work and the last thing you have to do is pack your lunch and leave, maybe meditate before the shower. Mm-hmm. So then you have time to let it sink in and you're not going zero to 100. That's sometimes what I do. And I am always rushing in the morning. I could wake up 4 a.m. I'd be rushing out the door. I don't know what it is about the morning with me. I am just like (laughs) trying to cram everything in, but then time also moves double the speed or something. So Mm -hmm. I'm trying to fit stuff in and I'll cut it a little too close sometimes. And I'll almost think, I'm not sure if that meditation did what I wanted it to. It served its purpose. Yeah. It helped you to stop doing. It helped you to be still and to stop chasing busy, even if it was just for the five minutes, 20 minutes. In that time, you were doing what you needed to do, rest and reset. And nothing I do that day will take that away. Would you like to share some of your journaling? Or do you want me to? I want to know what you learned from this experience. Because this is my challenge to you. And really quickly before you dive into it, I I do want to clarify something. Because on one of the episodes that we recorded leading up to us agreeing to do this, you asked me how much time. You, You are a person who needs an exact amount or specific instructions. And I said, well, it doesn't really matter. Any time that you can dedicate to is great. And doing some reading about this, and it really depends on who you read, the general idea is that a 20-minute meditation is standard. Unless you're too busy, then you can, you know, drop it down. But that you start at 20 minutes and then you should ultimately hit an hour. And, And you do that by increments of five minutes. So I just wanted to put that out there for anyone who might be trying to uh, meditate. The standard is to start with 20 and then from there move up in increments of five, time permitting, to an hour. And I guess the way I looked at it is just like sleeping. When you're sleeping and you fall into that REM stage, it takes some time to do that, right? Well, it's the same with meditation. Okay, journal time. Okay. These are real short spurts of thoughts, and I typed them right after I opened my eyes. So they're very Mm. fresh. One says, I thought of something for work, opened my eyes immediately, and then remembered what I was doing. And it kind of just, it's like the cloud that was around me just fizzled immediately because the thought pops into my head, you're meditating. Your eyes should be closed. What are you doing? And then uh, all of a sudden, I could hear all these sounds that were super distracting. That's one. And then I wrote, my mind seems to be fighting the stillness and trying to take advantage of the free time. And by that, I mean, my mind is interpreting this as free time to think about the things I don't have time to think about, Mm. but they're distracting. Mm -hmm. That one thing I saw on Amazon that I needed to get that I forgot about, and I just remembered it. My mind is like, oh, five minutes? 
okay, yeah, you didn't do this. And then you got to get Tilly to the vet on Friday. And I used to do this when I was younger, when I was trying to study, I would have a piece of paper and write down all the thoughts that were coming into my mind on the piece of paper. And then they would leave my brain once they were on the paper. And then I could get back to what I was doing. So I'm going to implement that. I wrote, I'm trying really hard not to fall asleep. (laughs) I need to be in an upright position (laughs) instead of laying down. These last two things are good. I left wanting it to be longer. It's Mm -hmm. possible to get lost in breath and think about nothing. It's like I'm about to fall asleep, but then it's hard to go about my day because I want to stay in this state, which is why I told you. Mm -hmm. And then one guided meditation said... This was her soothing, soothing voice. If you have unfinished business, now is not the time. If you have unfinished business, now is not the time. And I felt very free by that because who doesn't have unfinished business? I have unfinished business that I could wash these floors. I could go to work and work for six more hours. I think that one was when I was trying to go to sleep. And so it was really helpful for me to just turn my mind off because My inclination is to take advantage of every free moment and fill it with something that is efficient. Mm -hmm. When I'm in bed, that's when I do all my Amazon ordering. (laughs) I got my husband there supporting me. He's like, yeah, we need that. He's he's the opposite of what usually they're like, no, don't do that. You don't need that. He's like, yeah, we need all that. That's some good feedback. Whenever something pops into my head, I hear that on repeat. Now is not the time. And it's helpful. You're not alone in getting into your seated, comfortable position and taking that deep breath and then thinking, ooh, yes, I can do this. I have to do that. That happens to us all. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because you finally have the time to hear said thoughts that are swimming around at a neck breaking pace inside of your head. But again, as I've told you before, you just, yes, you acknowledge that thought and then you let it go. I, I do need to do that. I will share one, and this was after kind of an emotional session, I guess you could say that I that I had meditating. And I believe I texted you this right after. And I, I slowly come out of it, except for today. But normally, I blink my eyes very slowly open, and I take in a deep breath, and then I release. And then I turn off the sauna, and I watch the temperature gauge as it slowly drops back to 77 degrees, and then I come out. So I do allow myself an opportunity to soak in everything that I have just experienced in that time because that's when I have my most, oh gosh, my best thoughts. I wish that someone could like that and running, meditating and running. If someone could just hook up a scan to my brain and just Write down everything that's going on. I mean, Allie, I'm telling you what, I would have the answer to all the world's problems. But this particular time when I finished, the only thing that kept coming back to me was, should an opportunity show up today to be kind, I will welcome it and be kind. And it's hard because there is so much that is thrown at us day in, day out. You stub your toe. You, you slice your finger uh, making guacamole. Your boss is, is hounding you on a deadline. Your dog messed up the floor. Your child didn't turn in their assignment on time. The list is endless. The amount that we have to take and kind of take a deep breath and relax and move on and be positive. And it's hard. And you get frustrated. You get angry. 
you get sad. And when you are fighting against those emotions, being kind is just not your second nature. You're gritting your teeth. You are snapping at people. And kindness shows up in so many shapes and forms. Someone smiling at you. Someone asking, how's your day? When those things happen, welcome that kindness. It allows you to melt your own heart. And when I'm meditating, it is so easy for me to do that. It's similar to the conversation we had about positivity. When you practice that and then put it out into the world, it comes right back at you. Exactly. All the meditators of the world are making it better. One kind act at a time. (laughs) Well, I want people to know that meditating does not have to be hard. Really all you need is a quiet space. And and start with that with that 20 minutes. Pick a time when you know that you can do that. And would you agree that once you start, it's, it's easier to want to do it at least? Oh, yeah. It's just like going to the gym. The hardest part is getting to the gym mm-hmm. or walking into the room if you have a home gym. It's the hardest part, getting dressed and going. And you don't even have to get dressed to meditate. You don't want to, so you do it in your pajamas. That's right. It's all about what you hear all the time. If it's important enough to you, you'll prioritize it. There is enough time. You just have to sit down and think about what you're doing with every minute of your day and then where can you fit it in because it is worth it and it is really helpful. Funny story. I was sitting upright after I learned my lesson on my porch, my front porch. I have rocking chairs because somebody told me that that motion is really helpful. They said it helps your mind settle a little bit when you rock. I thought, Mm. oh, I have rocking chairs. That's perfect. And I also never sit in them. So yay. So I go out there. I am in my pajamas actually because it's very early and I'm sitting very upright because I'm trying to, I'm doing one of those meditations where it's saying, feel your body against the thing that you're sitting on. So I'm kind of pushing into the back. So I'm very upright Mm -hmm. and my eyes are closed, but the houses across the street from me are kind of far away. (laughs) I can just imagine. So it looks like I'm possessed probably. Right. What I'm saying is my neighbors across the street can't tell that my eyes are closed. And my sweet neighbor, who reminds me of Mr. Rogers, he's just the best, was taking his trash cans in. (laughs) I don't know how long he had been standing there, but something about the noise of the trash cans was kind of distracting me. So I opened my eyes. He is standing there like ferociously waving. And almost won't stop until I've acknowledged him. <laughs> and I felt so bad. I just wanted to be like, I'm meditating. Right. So, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to him rolling his trash cans back in. Then I'm going to switch to the birds. Oh, look at you. Oh, that. wait a minute here. That's great. Backtrack the sounds to your back to focusing on your breath. So if it were the trash cans, focus on that. Then pick up the other sounds that you're hearing, pick up on that until ultimately you can go back to your breath and then back into that silent space. You, young lady, did a good job. I'm so proud of you. It's impossible to be mad at that neighbor. So in my head, I was like, the problem is you. It is not him. He is amazing. He is Mr. Rogers, and you're not going to get mad at him for bringing his trash cans in. So you need to figure that out. Then I just did. And I closed my eyes, and he probably just thinks I'm enjoying the morning rocking in my rocking chair. It was kind of in the beginning of the journey, too. I just thought it was so hilarious. Well, this was a success, I would say. I think so, too. I was going to ask you what you are going to do for the next three weeks. Boy, that's a good question. 
I don't know. I want to be more aware and responsible with how I'm spending my time. I want to be around people who inspire me and I want to inspire others. And you you can't do that if you are grumpy frumpy because you're someplace that you don't really want to be. But I think also that I have like an insatiable appetite for community service and volunteerism. It's never enough. I don't feel like I'm doing enough. But to answer your question, I would say to be, oh gosh, it even pains me to say it. I can't even say it. It's stuck in my throat. Ooh, yikes. (laughs) Oh, I can't even say it. Oh, wow. I got tightness in my chest just now, just thinking about the possibility of not being as generous with my time. And that literally pained my heart. I need to dig into that. There's a happy medium there. Mm. What are you going to (laughs) do? I'm going to try a different time, whether that means I do twice a day or switch my time. Mm -hmm. Because I kind of just had a moment talking to you and reflecting on it that I think that might be better for me and definitely increasing my frequency. I I don't want to say I let myself down, but I definitely did it less than I thought. I think it's Monday and then all of a sudden it's Friday (laughs) and I'm looking back on the week going, wait, what? Uh, I think I did it once. Yeah. So (laughs) being a little more intentional when I was training to run, I mean, I had to sit down on Sunday and go, you're running these three days of the week. There was no other way to get the run in. We're going to talk about habits later because those are those are tricky little things. Well, I'm excited for our next recording. I do want to remind people again, and we've gotten so many lovely reviews. Thank you so much uh, for rating and reviewing this podcast. Keep it going. We want to help and reach as many people as possible. So continue to share this and, and give us your feedback as well. We're going to do our best to to meet these goals not just set them, not just be a gold writer. <laughs> we are trying very hard just for y'all. Mm-hmm. So please let others know. We really do appreciate it. Deep breath, everybody. You got this. 